Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, bed crimers. As always, I wish you the best. To anyone new here, a warm welcome. Thank you for checking out my channel. Let me just ask that after listening to or watching this video, if you learned something or enjoyed it, please do me a favor and smash that like button. Now, let's dig in. The leaked security camera footage, reportedly from the apartment complex, parking lot at 1330 Linda Lane, continues to intrigue. Now, this video has not been authenticated, so we can't be 100% sure of its veracity. However, it does seem to contain sights and sounds that would appear to line up to what the Moscow, Idaho police noted in their probable cause affidavit for Brian Koberger's arrest. Koberger has been charged for the quadruple murder at 1122 King Road. He says he's not guilty and currently must be presumed innocent. However, he is the police's one and only suspect and the evidence they've mapped out in that PCA is compelling. What you have to understand first about the videos is that they all have a sort of baseline sound, which I would describe as just the basic night sounds of the area. You hear cars in the distance and a lot of other noises. So the baseline sound is already somewhat noisy, which makes it harder to isolate other sounds. But surprisingly, there are some distinct sounds at key moments that match up with the probable cause affidavit. I spent additional time watching and listening to the video from between 4 a.m. and 5 a.m. And I have to say, it is amazing what a camera that is three-tenths of a mile away from the crime scene house seems to have picked up in the way of audio. The images of a white sedan that clearly appears at 4.05 a.m. and 49 seconds seems to match the side profile of a Hyundai Elantra. The window shapes match and the shape of the car matches and there's also a back fin that also matches the 2015 Hyundai Elantra. That is the make, model, and year of the car that Brian Koberger drove at the time. I want to share portions of this hour's video with you that I think capture some of the events that happened between roughly 4.05 a.m. and 4.25 a.m. That's the period when the white sedan appears for the fourth and final time when the crime goes down and then when the white sedan departs the neighborhood which you don't see, I don't think, but I do believe you can hear it. To begin, let me share a video I found on Reddit that shows the route the perpetrator is believed to have followed when driving four times past the crime scene house at 1122 King Road, starting at approximately 3.29 a.m. on November 13, 2022. As the car drives up the road, you will see two large brick apartment buildings at 500 Queen Road to your right, and then the car will arrive at a parking area at the far end. That's where the white sedan turns around each time and then makes its way back toward the girl's rental home at 1122 King Road. 
The Queen Road apartment buildings are large. They have the brick facades that are punctuated with yellow siding. This is the same route the white sedan took early on the morning of the crime. But of course, when that white sedan was driving this route, it was pitch black. You may recall if you watched my other episode about this footage, that in the 3 a.m. to 4 a.m. video, we saw the white sedan drive past the crime scene house three separate times and go up to the same parking area where it turned around each time. Note that this street past the off-campus house and the apartments at 500 Queen Road is one way, so you have to turn around at the top and head back the same way to exit the neighborhood. Now that you can visualize the drive past the house and up to that parking lot area, let me share some moments from the 4 a.m. to 5 a.m. surveillance video footage from Sunday, November 13th, 2022. In this video, we will see the white sedan's fourth and final drive past the crime scene house, past the 500 Queen Road apartments, and up to the parking area. But this time, when the sedan reaches the parking area, it pauses for a few seconds before back up, turning around, and heading back toward the crime scene house. It is believed that right after this, the driver parked the car, exited the vehicle, and then walked to the girl's home, approaching it from the rear and entering it through the sliding glass doors that lead into the kitchen. Let's watch this fourth drive-by. It occurs at the 4.05 a.m., and 22nd mark when you begin to see the sedan's headlights hitting the buildings next the sedan and its lights come fully into view take a look
You should have seen the sedan sitting for a few seconds before backing up, turning back down the road toward that crime scene house. I do think this is the perpetrator, and I think he's finally ready to break into the home and set his plan in motion. At this point, he may have seen all the lights inside the house be turned off. Next, at 4.07 a.m. and one second, I believe we hear the driver's side door on that white sedan open and close. You can't see the sedan. You can hear a sound of a car door opening and closing, in my opinion. Let me play that for you now. Let me play it one more time. It's pretty subtle. So I'm speculating this could be the perpetrator parking the white sedan, getting out, and closing the door. And because the sedan was seen leaving the neighborhood via Walenta Drive, I'm assuming that that is where he parked the sedan before heading through the tree line into the girl's rear property and then into the sliding glass doors. What's strange about this 4 a.m. to 5 a.m. video is that another vehicle drives up that same road that the white sedan did. It appears to be a dark-colored car, and it drives up to the parking area at approximately 4.07 a.m. and 24 seconds. This vehicle honks. I'm wondering if this could be the DoorDash delivery person. I say this because neither the perpetrator nor an accomplice in a second vehicle would take the chance of honking. That would be really stupid if you're trying to avoid drawing attention to yourself. Is it possible the DoorDash driver sat in his or her car for a period of time near the crime scene house before figuring out where the next order was to be delivered and then drove past the Queen Road apartments up to the parking lot area to turn back around? He or she would have needed to turn the vehicle around to exit the neighborhood and the road in front of 1122 King Road is too narrow. I think the police have likely figured out who was driving this darker vehicle, and I suspect they found that that person had nothing to do with the crime. No mention of that car was made in the probable cause affidavit. The next sounds that stand out to me are at 4.09 a.m. and 21 seconds. It sounds like a dog barking for a brief second. Take a listen. Let me play just the bark for you once again. Here we go. Did you hear it at the end? This could be when the perpetrator arrived at the third floor to attack Maddie and Kaylee. I think that that may be Kaylee Gonsalves' dog, Marley. Could this be when survivor Dylan Mortensen thought that she heard Kaylee playing with her dog? Then, at 4.14 a.m. and 42 seconds, there seems to be another dog bark. Did you hear that? Let me play it one more time. 
I mean, it's either a dog or it's a person. That is followed at 4.14 a.m. and 56 seconds by a loud thud, and then another thud at 4.15 a.m. and 3 seconds. Take a listen. I'm wondering if this may be Ethan Chapin and Zana Kernodo facing the evil intruder. The thuds may very well be people falling to the ground. The next sound of interest occurs at 4.21 a.m. and 42 seconds when we hear the sound of a car starting up and then taking off. I believe this is the perpetrator post the crime speeding away on Walenta Drive. Let me know what you think, whether you believe the videos are legit, and if you believe the sounds and the sights match up to what's in the probable cause affidavit. Until the next time on Bed Crime Stories. Hey, do me a favor, smash that like button, subscribe to my channel, leave me a comment, and I'll see you tomorrow.